Welcome to Higher Love, the podcast, where we share an intimate, honest, and entertaining look at 30 plus years of love, life, and marriage. How have we managed to keep our relationship smoking hot without burning it down over the past three decades? We're your hosts, Reggie and Jody Howard. There's no topic we shy away from. Join us, because it's about to get real. I'm just getting really, really close so you can hear me. Good. Some people, Jody, have been bam bamming that I'm too far away from the mic and she has a hard time hearing me. My response is, you hear me just fine when the two of us are sitting here talking. But supposedly I'm doing this for other people too. Is that true? (laughs) No, it's all just for you. I thought it was just for us. (laughs) It's for us. So what's up? Fidelity. <laughs> it's been a minute since we've done a has it episode. Would they know? Um, yeah, because we haven't posted any or shared any episodes. Since what do you mean we're not posting <laughs> for months now? So I'm gonna have to do more than content if you're gonna go down this road. Would you? Would you dare? No, <laughs> doing nothing more than this. Well, you are doing enough, just as you. Thank are. you. I think so. So seriously, how are you? What, what's been happening? Oh, is this what is this how we're going to roll today? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm good. I'm rolling <laughs> with things. Well, at the time of this recording, we've had some, uh, some kind of like, I'd say, life changes, some shifts happening. Not many. Nordstrom Rack's telling you, you haven't been in today. <laughs> <laughs> Do you need to look at my computer notifications? <laughs> Jody, we missed you. We missed you today. They send me little. I know they sent you. They should. They're like, look at this little goody, Jody. I can only lately. I can only imagine their financial report. They have a whole Jody header on it. (laughs) If you can't stop by the store, no worries. We'll bring it right here to you. Oh yeah, Amazon. Um, another key. Contributor. Okay, but you're throwing me off my conversation. Okay, no, no, no. So no, you don't just want to just talk. Well, I do want to talk, but I I realize what I want to talk about as we start talking. So um, this is what we do at dinner. I feel like at dinner I usually have very pointed things because it's usually like the end of the day or you have been we've been doing different things and then when we finally sit down I I personally usually have like a running list of topics that I want to be like okay finally I have his. Full undivided attention. So that I can tell him how much I love and care for him and how much he means to me. And I want to make sure I use this time to make those points. Exactly. 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 And to go over a long <laughs> a litany of, of other things that need that to be addressed. Ma- that could help you to love me even more, well, if that's even possible. It's, it's not so much. To appreciate me even more. Well, no, a lot of it is just stuff that I want to To feel like you, I give a rat's ass even more. To keep you in the loop. <laughs> So you don't feel like you're out of the loop because even though you like to pretend you don't care, you like to be in the loop. You like to have an an understanding of what's happening and then be able to walk away from it and not have to be taken by surprise or unexpected. Quick, dirty, move on. Yeah. You just want to get a quick little hit. Executive summary. Exactly. Exactly. So I often, when we find sit down and talk together. Thank you. I often have. You guys really do realize that's the only reason I really do this podcast thing. Why? So I get to stare at you for however long. Is that why? Mm-hmm. It's quite. Works for me. I'm so glad. I'm glad. You're glad that I'm glad. But no, I was just thinking about how we're in like a bit of a, 
household family transi- transition mode that yes. at the time of this recording, it's been quote unquote back to school time for all of our typical back to schoolers, except for Rosie. And so the one who likes going back to school, the one who really wants to be in school. And so she is transitioned out of school as anybody who's been listening to us or is aware of what's happening in our lives. Um, but in case you're not, she's transitioned out of the county and now we are in a bit of a space of limbo. We're in a bit of a space of wait and see, waiting for a couple of different things to fall into place. Some of the funding pieces, some of the possible locations where she could spend her days, also looking for active attendance. Primarily that one. Prim- primarily we're waiting for, yes. <laughs> where, where can she spend her day? Because every day she asks us. New teacher? New teacher? New teacher? My teacher? My teacher? New school? teacher? New school? Every day. And then I tell her, we're working on it. And she says, Daddy, help me. I said, yes, Daddy's finding you a new teacher. But I realized that for me, how it's just an interesting shift of, oh, wait, when Rosie's home, thankfully, I work from home. So I've been able to create a scheduled, you know, around that for a long time. But there's other like little bits and pieces of things that I kind of forget. Like the step of like yesterday, we went to Trader Joe's. And I'm like, oh, that's a fun errand to run with her because she loves to run her errands so now we're finding activities during the day to get her up and out and moving correct because she likes to participate and feel useful and help out but i kind of forgot that trader joe's doesn't have a shopping cart that has like a wheelchair accessible or a like when i go to to the bigger stores they have the special needs carts where she can sit in and then i can fill the basket with stuff Mm-hmm. And push her at the same time. I was like, okay, well, I'll just take her in her wheelchair and she can hold the basket and we can start. She can, you know, and now she likes that. She likes to hold the basket and put things in. But I realized. Except the stuff she don't want in the basket that she throws throw out, out when you're not paying attention. This is true. <laughs> so we make it quick. We make it Luckily, focused. no glass items tend to affect <laughs> or annoy her. But if I tell her daddy likes that, then usually it stays in the cart. Or if I say Lily, that's for Lily, it stays in the cart. If she understands there's a purpose for the items. But sometimes there's an item that she doesn't see a purpose for and she just decides it needs just to gotta be go. out of the cart. But. I realized I hadn't been to Trader Joe's in a while, and I wanted to do more shopping than what our little basket had room for. And I found myself kind of like, oh, that's right. How does somebody move through this store or these smaller sort of stores that doesn't have, you know, uh, accessible cart and actually, like, do all their shopping or grab all their things? And you really can't. What I thought of later was next time I go in there with her, I feel like the the folks at Trader Joe's would be very happy if I said, hey, would somebody push a cart behind us or with us and we load up the cart as we go? Yeah, I think they would do that. I think they would too. But it was just like this little, these little things that it's it's like, okay, wait. Oh, and there was like, I was going to go make a just a routine doctor's appointment. And typically, I don't think twice about it other than on days that I know I don't have client calls. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. I need to make sure there's coverage coverage and it's not even like in the summer when lily's here because lily can be coverage also so it's just Mm -hmm. is it affecting you this way i don't feel that it does Mm -mm. (laughs) nope 
can't say that it does at this particular moment in time, except I do more problem solving with you on these things to make sure I'm available so that you can go get your nails done or your back massages or whatever the case may be. <laughs> All of the ways I refuel myself need to continue to be prioritized and that's all of your oxygen mask things yes all of those exactly covering my oxygen first because i realized for a really long time especially when she was younger i did not have that depth of knowledge in myself of how much i needed to prioritize things that might seem a little quote-unquote frivolous whether it is well, it kind of does. I mean, yeah, that's how it comes not, across. If you understand. But at that time, I didn't. picture. Exactly. Right. At the time, I didn't understand that getting a regular massage, especially as a caregiver, as somebody who's constantly, for me, physically moving, physically picking up, constantly doing But this. it's the mental piece that really wears but you out. But it's the mental piece about it. Or going and getting my nails done. Or just walking through Nordstrom by myself is like a huge part of my own oxygen masking. Correct. I'm doing a lot of things by myself is what I realized. And so back in the day, I didn't understand that. And so I'd be like, sure, whatever. I can schlep all these kids with me, but it's just not quite the same. Correct. And so now I have that base knowledge of the things that I still need to prioritize for me. And it's just we're in a window, which again, it's a... It's a temporary window, right? We don't know exactly how long it's going to last. Hopefully not long. But we feel that very positive that there will be a place for her. Because let's face it, as much as she enjoys running an errand with me during the day, she'd still much rather be oh, yeah. at, not work, even close. at school with her friends, making her connections. Because that's her piece. She likes to be on her own. She likes that independence. Well, right. And so I realize that for both of us right now, like she's not feeling as independent like there's been some of her independence that is being kind of like you know bit into or the the chain or whatever the is being kind of like the slack has been like pulled back a little bit because now her daily routine is dependent upon right what each of us is doing primarily what i'm doing what not just oh i'm going to go to school and then we're going to go off and go out right. in the community and do this or i'm going to learn that or i'm going to hang out with my friends or i'm going to all of these things. And so that awareness that she and I are both in this sort of interesting window of time of like, it just makes me think a lot about like freedom and what we understand freedom to be and how it shifts and change. And of course there's so many conversations, big, big conversations, but our own like personal in our own little world right here. in we have so much freedom, but in our own little inner world, how we create sometimes like I was feeling very conflicted or very boxed in. And I was like, wait a minute, there are still lots of options. And it is like, though, for me to communicate, oh, hey, can you get home at this time? Or, hey, what is your window of opportunity for this? And Yeah, I think that's for me, like one of those big realizations I had. I don't know. It's been a while now. The whole how we box ourselves in by making certain rules or whatever, or it's got to be a certain way. And now, like, as soon as I get into those those states of feeling I'm boxed in or I'm, I got to Oh, how am I going to make it in this timeline? Or how is this going to happen? The first thing I question before I start figuring out how to do it is going, is this a self-made box or is this a realistic box? You know what I mean? Is it just because I decided I'm going to be done by five o'clock that I'm now in this extremist and in this box, but there's no real reason for me to be done by five other than I just decided 
and I can actually be done at seven or eight and it's all good. And, and I've taken like that thought process to work and everything else where now, you know, I'm dealing with all these different issues and people go, oh, we got this and we got to do this. And guys are, well, do we have to, you know, does it have to be? And they're like, well, that's how we've always done it. It's like, but does it have to? Right. So let's first go with, are the constraints that are there actually there? Or are they self-imposed constraints that there's actually, we can, we can alleviate some of this stress and we can alleviate some of this angst by just changing it. Right. And we have the power to change it instead of feeling like, no, it's, it's got to be, it's got to be this way. Right. And it's like, why? Asking the person at Trader Joe's to just assist me with the grocery cart. Like, it just didn't even dawn on me till after I'm like trying to get out. I'm trying to do all of this. And I was feeling super frustrated. And I thought, wait a minute. Ooh. Why can't I just ask somebody to push this thing behind me? Because <laughs> we both know there's usually people sitting in there going, what am I doing? How can I, I do now? How can what I can I, I do? How can I help you? But no, I hear you. And I think the vast majority of the time, they are, these boxes are self-created, self-imposed, or even it's something from the outside, or like you're saying, even it could be, you know, the way business, quote unquote, has always been done. But what does that even actually mean? And and when people are feeling so closed in by it, or so blocked off, or so unable to move forward, it's first looking at, wait a minute, where do these, what are these constraints? And you don't even have to know like where they came from, but it's just like, what parameters are we forcing ourselves to work within? And how can those be shifted, massaged a little, what might happen if we just look like, oh, look, there's a there's a little angle right there. And it just opens up that entire aperture is what right. I found. Like one little smidgen will, for me, be like, <sighs> like this yep. huge exhale and this huge opening. But you don't even have to wait. Oh, okay. It took me a minute. <laughs> Waiting to exhale? So you I, like I, that? I did it. you get that? I did get it. It, t- it took me a minute because I was like, where is he going? And I could tell on your face there was something very it's clever happening. It's there. It's there. <laughs> felt Come su- on. You felt super clever in your waiting to exhale. It's good that I only truly look to entertain myself. <laughs> I got it. it I know. T- it didn't take me that long. But I wasn't holding out on all hopes and my happiness in that moment wasn't going to be derived from you if getting it. If I figured it. out when you said waiting to exhale or not waiting that I got it. It was a classic. Wouldn't it before she lost a damn mind? Oh, yeah, let's not let's not go there. <sighs> Number one rule. Number one rule. Marry well. Uh, don't marry at all. Yeah. And if you're marrying Bobby Brown, that ain't a good call. <laughs> that ain't a good call. I'm just telling you. Telling you right now, that ain't a good call. <laughs> you will be waiting to exhale for a long, long time. She did have to wait a long time to exhale, didn't she? But, but, I but we digress. We di- we do digress. Um, but I just think it's a really interesting, like, and I think we have these, we can see these patterns in our life, right? Where I can look and when there were times in windows when I did have more of this awareness of, you know, Rosie being home more regularly and the level of care she requires and how... I would get worn out by it much more quickly. And now that I have this understanding of where I need to be, then it just shifts. And I'm like, oh, I can look back now and be like, oh, wow, and see how I've grown or how I've shifted and how I've changed. And I'm now much more able to deal with all of it. And most of it for me is that I let in support and I let people know I require support because I am usually just like, 
I got it. I got it. Yeah, and I always think like that's the that's the one issue with youth in a certain way because you're trying to prove yourself too, and and not only to the outside world but to yourself that you can do stuff. You know what I mean? That I can do big adult things. So you're less inclined to ask for help because you're trying to prove whether you know it or not. Sometimes you're trying to prove to to people, I can do this. And after you do it, and it may be painful at times and much more challenging than it needed to be, you realize that's actually not a sign of strength or of adulthood that you conquered this thing all by yourself. The true sign of adulthood to me is really understanding the fact that sometimes you should, the best course of action is asking for assistance and asking for help. And I think I see that more in, as I watch people get older and I feel like you almost go back again. I think you live this part of your life where at some point you realize, I got it. I I can do, I can figure things out. I can do these things. And sometimes I can do it on my own, but sometimes I'm going to ask for help and and everything's good. But then you get to a certain age where all of a sudden you're trying to prove to people again that you can do it, you know, because for whatever, your hearing might not be what it used to be. Your eyesight may not be what it used to be. Physically, maybe you're not as strong or you're not feeling as capable. I notice that more when I feel like physically there's things that maybe I'm not as comfortable as I used to be. And I think that starts playing on your mind where you don't feel as capable as you once felt. So now you almost go back and you got to be careful. You're going back into proving that. So you take those slights when people go, Oh, I'll do that for you. Yeah. I don't need you to do that for me. I can do it myself. I'm still more than capable of da, 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 da. And it's got nothing to do with any difference from that situation at that age and 30 years earlier other than you maybe don't feel as capable as you used to. Right, or maybe you don't feel exactly as seen or maybe you're not as present in like day-to-day operations of things. And suddenly when you do show up in those day-to-day operations and you realize, wow, I used to work at this speed or I used to get this much done and now suddenly (laughs) that's not how it works. But there's, there's other values there, right, that you could lean into and there's other things you can... Uh, like share and expand into but but it is interesting how I think that proving energy though it's something that I definitely it's something I continue to work on releasing this proving energy this underlying whether it is because I'm like oh well I can yes run the household and run a business and do this and do that and then I'm like wait a minute I'm exhausted, you know, and so... And who are you proving it to? And who am I proving it to? And what am I proving for? Because in the end, I think you're ultimately trying to prove it to yourself. Because there's that part of you that maybe doesn't believe it to be true, which is your own, your own, where you're finding your own opinion about you. You know what I mean? So that's where you get yourself into trouble where you, you think you're doing these things that, well, I'll show them or I'll, you know, not really at, at your core. You're probably just, you don't necessarily completely believe it yourself. So you're trying to prove it to yourself more so than anybody else. Yeah, that's where it gets I, I agree. sticky. And I, I think it comes back to that space of 
do you feel that you are enough just as is, right? Correct. It comes to self-worth and the worthiness conversation, which we revisit often and feeling enough because that was one of my huge ahas that I was having when I was working, you know, overtime doing things in my business and then feeling like I'm always been working overtime in different ways within the household and being this awareness of like, well, I feel like if I want to do more, achieve more, I need to work more. But then at the same time, I'm doing everything. And it was this weird, it was this tension that was happening and this awareness within me that it's like, wait a minute. If I truly do believe that as I show up, I am enough just as is, well, then that means I don't have to keep working harder. I don't have to keep adding right. in more of this level of tension and stress in order to accomplish the things that I feel called to accomplish or achieve the things that I see before me. Right. And so that is though, it's that deconditioning, it's that releasing and letting go of that hamster wheel to a certain degree that we're just on and we're going and we're going and we're going and being like, I don't need to hustle in all of these ways. I can actually be and flex my receiving muscle which is a lot more challenging for me to sit in a space and let it come to me rather right. than go, 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 get it, get it, get it, be done, be done, be done. Yeah. And that's that space. I think I've always had a really good self-esteem because I've, I set the bar really low for me. <laughs> what do you mean? I set the bar really low of what's good and that way I'm always achieving it. So I always feel good about myself. I think that's truly the key. Low bar. Is that what you do? It's a low bar. I, I don't think that that is true. When I look at your record of what you have achieved, I think if you set it that low, you would not be where you are. I was able to achieve those things because I felt good about myself because my bar for feeling good was so low, it allowed me to be free. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Let's go with that one. That was your Let's go with that one. Let's go freedom. with that one. See? <laughs> exactly. I think that was very astute of me. So astute of you to set the bar low. Now for all you other motherfuckers, bars high. <laughs> if only, if only you set the bar low for yourself. Um, but that is, I mean, you think about it. Me and my eldest, we get into it all the time. And my consistent message. Our eldest. Thank you. God, you're so touchy. I just want to say, when you say mine, you were just taking full ownership for these humans, and I just have a problem with it. So I, I, Majority share is all I'm talking. You don't even have majority <laughs> share, if anything. We could ask them and see what they say. Oh, do you want to ask them? I don't think you want to hear their answers. I think they would be incorrect if it was anything other than <laughs> Because I think if anything, the majority share. share would go towards their mama, not towards you. <laughs> Anyways, as you were... But no, I'm just saying, I think what I'm always impressing upon her is you got to be true to you. You got to be believing in you. You got to hold you accountable and, and your opinion of yourself should carry the day. Well, that's all and I think true. That's very, and I, but I think that's challenging. I think, I think especially when you're in a system that we're in or we're in constant where we're being bombarded with so many opinions or so many things or yep. other and life experiences oftentimes are kind of pointing you in different directions even. And that's when it is. It's like you get back to that subtle place or that quiet place for me is what it ends up being and listening to that inner voice rather than all of the outside junk and all of the rent-free living in my mind that has moved through giving them rent-free space it, absolutely yeah. absolutely and it is i think because it all comes for me it comes down to that's what i think we've learned that ultimately in all of this 
you feel good about you, many good things are going to happen and come for you. But you don't feel good about yourself, and it doesn't matter what is coming your way. It's never going to be what it could be. Or satisfying. Or you're going to always be striving and, and searching, right? Right. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And when we see people who we feel are always searching, and we can look at their lives and be like, wow, they've got this looks like it's in line, and this looks like it. But there's that space within them that they're searching, searching, searching. And you're like, wow, what is that? What is that space? And that's, for me, that's something that it is. It's like, what is that deep satisfaction? What satisfies me ultimately in every avenue? And that's where I find myself wanting to continue to put my focus on. So at the, at the end of the day, I'm like, oh, I feel really satisfied in relationship, in parenting, in business, in community, in all of these things. And yet there are days that that definitely. Well, and it was the, what was the one I was saying the other day, the, you know, live, learn, let it go. You know, you, you live your life. You're going to make some good and bad decisions. You learn from them. But then you got to let it go. And, and you got to be able to do that because other people may never let it go. And that's not fair. And that's not how it's supposed to be. You know, we're, we all make mistakes. We're all imperfect beings. And some people will never let you forget it. I mean, it's like uh, anybody who does anything wrong. I'm doing air quotes for all of you out there because Jody still haven't put this on film yet, which I would probably handle if I was doing more than content. But that's another story wrong air mark the lead story anytime they talk about you is Ooh, that thing you did back to that you yeah. know you look at every professional athlete every political figure every whoever whatever you did wrong at some point in time whether you were 18 years old and now you're 60 years old the lead on that story is whatever it is you did that the world is not letting it go so if you're waiting on the world to let it go for you to let it go and for you to feel good about yourself, you're in for a long ass wait. But you got to just let it go. So how do you do that? How do you find that you let it go? Because well, I think that's easy to say, but I think it's, it's challenging easy. to do sometimes. Well, to me, it again goes to your self-evaluation of yourself and understanding your good, your bad, your others, all the stuff. And in the end, sitting down and just realizing, but I'm... But I'm doing the best I can. I'm trying to do the right things. I made a mistake there. I learned from it. I'm not going to I'm going to try my best not to repeat it again. And uh, I may repeat it again. And hopefully I'll truly learn from it at some point in time and and really get over it. But I'm not going to beat myself up 24 seven for something you can't take back. You can't undo it. Learn from it. Keep going. It doesn't make you a horrible person. It doesn't make you deserving of all the horrible things that life has to oh yeah that i had that car accident yep i deserve that yep i lost my job yep i deserve that it's like no no that's not how it works you know um so for me it's having that ability to just i got it accept it hold yourself accountable for it and i'm a big as you know i'm a big i count to me right now it is it is hard it is challenging for me if I do that to you, to then come back to you and say, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry about that. I, da, 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 da. I, that's that's challenging for me because that's owning up to it in a different Basically, space. Basically, you just said it's challenging for you to apologize. That's what I heard you saying. Uh, I'm, 
Because that's it is that has been my experience with you in these thirty some years that it is challenging for you to you will you go off in your corner and you will introspectively because you're all about replaying it you're all about seeing where the it went wrong if you will or where it wasn't its greatest success and you do all of this in your very internal. Way. And I'm and I course correct and I make but changes in my thing and I do you. it just for me. And you believe and that then I you over time experience it through similar situations happening and me doing it the right way. You see, oh, he learned, and now you see my actions are showing you more than my shallow but words. But those are usually incremental upgrades. Hey, you need to be paying attention. <laughs> and if at some point you simply said. Hey, babe, I was kind of like thinking about this and this is what I saw or felt. And I'm sorry about that. That's or a lot of words. I'm looking to do it differently. Can't you just me folding the laundry? That's helpful, but no, that doesn't cut it. <laughs> Can me just making the beds? Uh, no, that doesn't cut it. <laughs> Especially the way you make the beds. <laughs> no, that doesn't quite cut it. I'm sorry, get but, me staying home to watch Rosie while you get a mani pedi. Then that <laughs> those are all very helpful things, but that is not actually addressing the fact that you have looked at it. Because I'm just supposed to assume that you always correct, do. correct. See, what there you go. I assume when anybody assumes. If you assumed I'm doing the right thing, then you're doing good. I'm so good. I'm so glad. I okay, I think we should probably end right there. Yeah, I personally, to that same conversation though of letting it go, I find that I use and require tools to assist me whether it's journaling it out letting it out whether she's, it's she's air journaling i'm air journaling whether it's because we don't have video because she hasn't got us there yet any if it whether it's energy work whether it's healing work with others these are really great ways of letting stuff out that has been pent up that we can only believe it or not make our brain talk through it so many times that when we can have other support in place right or we do things that are helping, you know, rewire the brain, working like RTT, working with the subconscious, tapping EFT. There's this whole world of ways that I think most of us require more than just, I'm going to think this through, like you're saying that you're able to do. I'm going to think it through and I'm going to like Monday morning quarterback it and then I'm just going to let it go and I'm just not going to do it again. I don't have that personal capability. And it's okay. You'll get there. <laughs> And so I find bringing in support and tools. And everybody does it differently. <laughs> exactly. And I support whichever way works for all of you out there I do to too. get to this place. I do too. But I don't want it to seem like we just sit here and stop. Oh, I want to stop thinking about it. And so I stop thinking about it. That doesn't work for me. Of course. It's good. It's <laughs> fine. I'm not asking it to work for you. But for you, it does. I'm not giving you the path to get there. I'm just the telling you where you need to you be. The it enlightened does. one. That's how, how I do it. There. That's how I do it. I know. And you do it in many different ways. And your body ways. moves. Like, you don't hold into it, any of it into your body system. Exactly. Everything's loose. Except my hips. You don't feel hips not any so tension within the body. No, I'm pretty good there. Because it was interesting just having a session today that was part of the conversation with a client that it's like, I believe our body shows us and tells us when there are things to address emotionally, especially when it's a reoccurring pattern. So there are just little things that our body, sometimes big things, but you got it because you've just got it all worked out internally. I'm doing my happy dance. <laughs> you guys could see that if we have video. I don't really know what you're talking about because there's not going to be any video happening. Ever. When we get a sponsor? I, I, 
Are you working on that? No. Okay. Not so, consciously. Subconsciously, I'm putting it out in the universe. Okay. Oprah, you listening? Yeah. We're going to be on the uh, Oprah Network. Is what that is what it called? Own? O-W-N? Oprah I, Winfrey Network. I think so. I like that. Well, until next time. And we get a sponsor. <laughs> we, you, I'm putting are it on, on it. I'm, I'm putting it on the universe. Anyways, for those of you who are still listening. Hope you have fun. We appreciate it. And we'll catch you next episode. Peace out. Thanks again for joining us on this episode of Higher Love. We look forward to seeing you next time. Until then, be sure and follow me on Instagram at Essential Jody and friend me on Facebook. I'm not on social, but follow Jody. She'll keep you up to date on both of us. Have a great day. Have a great life. Peace out. <laughs>